Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Two, set. First things first, I am so excited to talk about Black Swan. I have been dying to talk about it since it was sent out like ever since yeah we heard the first single I've been dying to talk mm-hmm. about it so I'm super excited for this episode but for my intro this week I really need to talk about my luck with watching all of the BTS content recently <laughs> um so for like the New Year's Rockin' Eve and mm-hmm. also the Grammys and watching the live performance of James Gordon I have had a hard time and don't get me wrong like I have gone in and made a temporary all-access CBS account whatever but with like the Rock and Eve performance for some reason I found the wrong streaming site and I didn't get to see the whole thing and I was super bummed about it on New Year's Mm -hmm. um Grammys it went fairly smooth but for the James Gordon show about 15 minutes before they went on I went to my CBS All Access, whatever, and I'm Pacific time, and I saw that they weren't coming on until like 11.37 or whatever Pacific time, which is the time that it was coming out Eastern time, but for you, it was coming out at like, I don't even know what time it was Uh, for you. It was coming out at 11.37 my time and 12.37 Eastern time, yeah. But then for you, it was like 11.37 Pacific Standard Time. Which was really bizarre. So like literally hours later and Mm -hmm. I didn't realize this until 15 minutes before. And I'm like, Kayla, because we had decided to FaceTime for this performance because we want to watch it live together. And so I was freaking out. I was on the verge of tears and you're like, hold up. Give me a second. You went to Twitter. You found like a live stream from, I want to pronounce it QDocs Mm -hmm. and This person did such a great job of live streaming the James Gordon show. And I really want to give them a shout out because it was so wonderful. And this person also like put BTS music over the commercials. They even put BTS music over like Ashton Kutcher talking (laughs) during his interview. (laughs) It was really, it was really great. And seeing all the armies in the comments and just, I'm so blessed. So thank you, Kayla. But long story short, when all this was going on, Kayla, you pointed out to me, like, girl, you need to get it together because I'm the one who is potentially going to get the access code for pre-sale <laughs> tickets yeah. for, for the army membership pre-sale tickets. So it's like weighing on my shoulders. I mean, I was just, first of all, you're welcome. I'm happy <laughs> to have found it for you. But I was just saying that you need to reframe how you're thinking about it. You're yeah. so stressed about getting tickets. <laughs> 
But who isn't? But who isn't? And also, the first time we got tickets, like, literally neither one of us were involved. If you Mm -hmm. remember, or if any of our listeners remember, I was at work. Mm -hmm. Bethany was fucking camping with no (laughs) service and had, she was like, we plan this camping trip with all these friends. We can't, like, cancel... She had like a team of like 10 people, friends and family set up with mm-hmm. multiple devices to get us tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did we- in-servicing on how to get mm-hmm. BTS tickets with my whole family and friends. Yeah. She taught them. She spent time. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember you texting me and be like, yeah, I'm going to do in-service with my parents about really how to did. use the site and like <laughs> what they need to, and like how to have it on their phone and their computer. Um, but yeah, but we got four floor tickets for Fort Worth, which in hindsight, we realized it was such a tiny concert. Yeah. Blessing. And then when we got tickets for Chicago, it was just me, you, Jordan and Corey mm-hmm. trying to get tickets on like computers and phones. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordan ended up getting some, like he got in line first on his mm-hmm. computer. But like, while it was stressful, it took like, 15 20 minutes maybe you know like Mm -hmm. and we still got seats on the floor like yeah okay we're trying to go to dallas again it'll be okay (laughs) this stadium is massive it's so huge so like we will get tickets and it will be okay so wherever we sit we'll we'll be fine yes yes so (laughs) Bethany is like the one who has the access code for like these pre-sale tickets. If if you even get emailed get like it, the pre-sale. Yeah. yeah. So it is stressful because it's all on you this time. At least the first option, the for first the chance Army we get. the membership pre-sale. Yeah. Yeah. But then like other tickets go on sale after that too. So, you know, mm-hmm. either way, we will end up going to a concert somewhere, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) After I just rambled so long about it. Okay. So, um, anyways, welcome back, guys. Yeah, welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, Namjoon's eyes pierce me like daggers. Mm. They do. They do. <laughs> or I'm so consumed by Yoongi during this Black Swan performance. God, 100%. <laughs> if you're here for that, then you are in the right place. Today, we are talking about Black Swan, meaning we're going to get into the lyrics, the production, and the performance on James Corden, of course. Mm-hmm. But before we get into it, we, we want to thank you wonderful armies for being here and for supporting us. If you want to show your support for us, you can do that by telling people about us on social media and by writing a review wherever you listen. Then, if you want to go above and beyond and give us some extra support, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing BTS. 
Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support you guys have to offer is super appreciated. And then also our January charity donation uh, is for 100 cameras. If you're interested Mm -hmm. in donating, check out our Patreon or go ahead and check out the description. Yes, please. Lastly, one thing that we want to to talk about is what we're going to end up calling all of you guys like as listeners. So we're all Mm -hmm. army, but like people who specifically listen to standing BTS, Mm -hmm. you know, we got some suggestions, but just from our perspective, we feel like Iconics is the best, absolute best name. And so I think... I think that's it. Iconics. I think it is too, especially because <laughs> like you guys came up with it, you know, and anybody who responded about it, they really liked it too. And um, mm-hmm. honestly, you guys are so fucking iconic for just like being our friends and listening to this podcast. And like, seriously, like the, you guys are why we do this. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. I love that we've come up with a name. Oh my God. So hi, Iconics. Thank you for finding everything BTS does iconic with us. Yes. Thank (laughs) you. All right. So this episode, let's go ahead and get into it. Here's an overview of what we're going to be talking about. We're first going to share just some introductory info about Black Swan. Then we're going to get into the lyrics. Then we'll get into the song production where we'll talk a lot about the vibe and the feel of the song. We're going to be very brief on the art film. We'll get more into it later, um, but very, very brief on the art film. Then we're going to save the very end for the choreography. And this is why this episode is coming out late, because we had to watch the James Gordon performance, which was just not lining up with our typical podcast schedule. So we're very excited to talk about the choreography in this episode. And then at the end... We're going to be also very brief, but we are going to share content of the week, which is all about the Grammys Mm -hmm. because we can't not talk about it. And Eagle comes out next week and then like the album and just it's, you know, it's insanity up in here. It's definitely BTS comeback. Yes. (laughs) I feel like I have only been consuming BTS content for the past like week. Oh my God. And if we step away (laughs) from social media for an hour, we miss so much. It is like, I haven't been on Twitter at all today and I don't even want to get on because I'm just going to be overwhelmed with how much I missed. Yeah. It's, it's overwhelming. It's so much content, like content overload. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and get into the introductory info on Black Swan. So Black Swan is their their single release for their upcoming album. It was released on January 17th, 2020 as a single for BTS's Map of the Soul 7. There were two versions of the song that were released. Uh, there was the album's single version, which was released on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all those platforms. And then there was a rearranged instrumental version that was brought out with the art film performed by MN Dance Company. And we just want to mention this because I think it was confusing to a lot of armies because obviously you're on like big hit entertainment's YouTube and you're just like constantly refreshing, waiting for the video. And that's how I first experienced Fox One was watching the art film and hearing mm-hmm. the art film version. And that's not really the single version that mm-hmm. was released. So it's like right. a it's a 
rearranged instrumental version of the song. Um, the song was written by P-Dog, RM, August Rigo, Vince Nattis, Clyde Kelly, and then produced by P-Dog mostly, mm. um, which I found was interesting. I thought there would be more involved, but it says produced by P-Dog. Yeah. Maybe that's just like the credits that we have right now, but when the album actually comes out and we can actually like mm-hmm. look at the credits in the book, yeah. you know, know a little bit more about it. There. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then we just want to briefly talk about uh, the records that are held with this release. So a lot of people were active on Twitter to try to like really stream the song. I know for me particularly, I just wanted to put Black Swan on loop on Spotify, like listen to the song, start to finish, start to finish, start to finish, like just over and over and over Mm -hmm. easily. Um, But then I found out that like that affects the way the streaming counts. And, you know, and so I even went as far to like make sure to put other other bts songs in between or other songs in between and then just cue black swan later on just so i could listen to it again Mm -hmm. but also give him those numbers yeah um we don't really know much about the records that have been set with black swan but it did hit billboard hot 100 and currently as of today it is at 57 Mm -hmm. on billboard hot 100 I honestly feel like because we haven't heard that much about like any records or awards that this song has broken and it's a single which like they don't release singles. They never release singles. This is the first time they've done it. Yeah. But I feel like this song is such a dark horse. I feel like it's so underrated and I really think that we're going to spend the rest of this episode like explaining to you guys why. I don't want to go as far to say this, but when it came out... I was very active on Twitter and Kayla, you were still sleeping, but I I blew up your phone and I'm (laughs) so sorry. I hate that we're in different time zones, but (laughs) to me, I think it's probably, I don't want to say it's my favorite BTS song, but it is up there. It's almost number one. It's so, like the, the lyrics are so meaningful and dense and like there are so many layers to them the production is beautiful and interesting trap beat like it sounds like bts though it sounds like their music their sound that they've developed over these years and then the performance is just incredible so yeah i guess those are our initial thoughts and feelings about black swan Mm -hmm. and like i said i think we're gonna really prove it to you guys why this song like why we feel this song is so incredible and uh why it is so i feel like it's underrated it is underrated yeah so getting into the lyrics we got our our lyrics from dual set bangtan and genius so we linked both of those in the doc for you guys um firstly I wanted to get into the various meanings of black swan, of the the concept of a black swan in mm-hmm. art and, well, actually, as it relates to art and history and literature. So uh, kind of the question, where did the term black swan come from? And this is from a website, Strategic CFO. But they say the origin of the use of the term black swan to characterize such events is interesting. Prior to 1697, any Western civilization had not observed any kind of black swan. This gave rise to the notion that such creatures didn't exist. Hence, the term became used 
became used to describe situations of impossibility. After a black swan was finally observed in Western Australia in 1697, the notion was disproved. Since then, black swan describes situations where perceived impossibilities have been disproven and paradigms have been shattered. So like, wow, I just thinking about Mm -hmm. the source of this title I can already, you know, the wheels are spinning. I'm thinking about all of the mm-hmm. ways that it can relate to BTS and their story. Um, Black Swan events are described as the disproportionate role of high profile, hard to predict, and rare events that are beyond the realm of normal expectations in history, science, finance, and technology. Um, it's an unpredictable or unforeseen event, typically one with extreme consequences. Um, and you can often say that like, after it happens, you have hindsight and you're like, how did we not see this coming? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love both of these definitions. Definitely what I gather from the black swan concept. And I really didn't know what the whole black swan term meant or where it came from Mm -hmm. truthfully i originally went to the black swan film drama with natalie portman and i just thought of the ballet and all this other stuff that's really what i thought of but looking into the actual like history and context of it seeing that it was finding a black swan because swans are known to be white in Australia, a black swan, it was just like this unpredictable, unforeseen, something that seemed impossible mm-hmm. or no one would have thought existed. And I really do think that BTS is using that term to kind of describe them and their success. Yeah. A very unforeseen event that has had extreme quote on consequences where I think negative when I think consequence, mm-hmm. but extreme consequences, I think it's like extreme uh emotions or or extreme I don't know side effects Uh afterwards like things that you just you just didn't expect yeah like a ripple effect from the event yeah Yeah. I think I mean and even if you you think about consequences in a negative light um Mm -hmm. I think that that's what this album is kind of supposed to be addressing and looking at like the consequences of where how the of fame large of fame yeah Yeah. you know Mm -hmm. um just to quickly put into perspective, give you guys a couple examples of a black swan event. Um, World War One is a black swan event. The rise of Hitler, mm-hmm. um, the Hindenburg, um, the Titanic, mm-hmm. and I, I a, a recent one um, I would say would be the tragic, unfortunate recent death of Kobe Bryant and eight mm-hmm. other people in a helicopter crash. That you know yeah. to like he took his helicopter every day to commute and then there's this awful tragic horrible accident like total black swan event right now in current events Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah it's such it was such a shock for all of us Yeah. yeah so um when black swan was released big hit actually did a press release for the single and when talking about the lyrics they said quote Through the mature, self-reflecting lyrics, BTS conveys its confession as an artist who learned what music means to self. Wow. Um, And I think that really kind of sums up what is about to take place Mm -hmm. in these lyrics, that mature self-reflection of expressing 
you know, music to oneself, mm-hmm. to them as an individuals, mm-hmm. like it's kind of a confession, things that maybe they don't want to admit to. Mm-hmm. But just like what making their music means to them, despite yeah, like the reality, yeah, of, the it. reality of it. Mm-hmm. So the song starts by repeating, do your thing, do your thing with me now. And this just makes me think of like, them you know not really being in control of what they're doing and I think to somebody who's not as deep into the fandom as we are they might think that it's kind of like ooh, sexy and a little bit appealing and do your thing yeah like yeah, it's catchy yeah. it's so catchy mm-hmm. but knowing like all of the kind of background it seems like these lyrics could also be interpreted as you know, being controlled in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And then as that little intro bridge goes on, they end up changing it to what's my thing? What's my thing? Tell me now, which I was struck by this line in itself by saying like, like it's a question. They're starting to, to question what is my thing? Tell me now demanding, mm-hmm. tell me I need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think in the context of the song, as we get it into the more of the lyrics, it's like, they are musicians, they're artists, they know what their thing is, but like they're getting to this point where it's like, but is it? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, I need to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So getting into the first verse, Yoongi starts us off and he ends up saying the heart no longer races when hearing the music play. I love these lyrics right here. Um, I think it really shows what's going on that, before writing, producing, rapping made his heart race, like he got excited for it. But now when he hears Mm -hmm. the music playing, his heart no longer races. It's because he's either Mm -hmm. losing passion for it or it's just become such his everyday life that it's no longer exciting. Burnout. So yeah, it's like kind of, yeah, burnout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, seems like time has stopped. Oh, that would be my first death. And, uh, like time stopping kind of things about like everything that's going on, all that they're doing, just stopping. And it's said that when, for example, when a ballerina has to stop dancing, it's their first death because they've given up, you know, Mm -hmm. the thing that they've worked for their whole life, that they've done their whole life. That's all they've ever known and loved. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, their Their purpose, purpose. their passion. So if, if, if BTS, right. I mean, in this verse, he's, you know, going back and forth already. Like, his heart doesn't race, but if he stops, it's going to feel like he's dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so getting into verse two with RM, uh, he says, if this can no longer resonate, no longer make my heart vibrate. So again, he's like, mm, man, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. Yeah. And he goes on to say what you were kind of saying, what Yoongi said in his first first verse, talking about first death, it comes up again. Mm -hmm. And Namjoon says, I die my first death. But what if that moment's right now? Mm -hmm. And so this is like, holy shit. Like he's being very forward with all of us. Like, I die my first death, like this almost fear of, of losing passion and then questioning as far as to say, but what if that's that moment's right now? Mm -hmm. And I just don't really realize it because I'm in the moment, but Mm -hmm. I'll like reflecting back. What if this moment is where this happens? Maybe this is my first death. What if this moment is the black swan 
where he, that moment that yeah. he never expected to fall out of love of his passion, to not feel mm-hmm. it, you know, and he doesn't know it yeah. until he's looking back. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. A lot of life lessons that you learn, and I'm only 25, but I look back in life even now. And I think I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of what was happening in that moment until later when I look back on it. Oh my God. All the time. Yeah. And you kind of, we look back on ourselves and we're like, I'm so glad that I know now, Mm -hmm. but when it it have been nice to know then too. Um, Mm -hmm. So getting into the pre-chorus, the pre-chorus is, uh, the first pre-chorus at least, is Taeyong and Jimin. And they say, trying to flee, but back into the maw. So I just wanted to clarify this because I didn't know what a maw was. Um, so a maw is the jaws or throat of a voracious animal. Um, like, I guess just a large mouth of a scary carnivorous animal carnivorous. so you know I think like a wolf really that's what i yeah that's where my mind goes mm-hmm. so you know you're trying to escape but you're thrown back into the the thick of it basically mm-hmm. yeah and as this pre-chorus goes on they end up saying no song affects me anymore crying out a silent cry oh the crying out a silent cry to me is just they're being so raw with us. They are mm-hmm. just really expressing how they feel. And I'm so grateful that they are. And it it's so like disheartening to all of us too, because it's like, wow, they are being overworked. They, you know, they are putting out so much music and they're so consumed that like they're at the point where they're their passion is dying out. Like that's no, mm. that's that passion is no longer carrying them because it's just over time, just like wearing mm. away. It's so sad. Mm. Crying out the silent cry. No song affects me anymore, which is so devastating. Like you said, black swan moment for them. Mm-hmm. The thing that carried them, the thing that they felt so strongly about, they're at the point where it's like they're, they're burning out and it's always oh, mm-hmm. so sad. Yeah. You know, like, especially, for singers and dancers and mm-hmm. people who like music is what makes their life. But I think that they made this song relatable to us also because we could relate the idea of a song being whatever your passion is, whatever your career is and or whatever mm-hmm. your hobby is that you love doing. But I mean, everybody has had something that they do that for whatever reason, um they've stopped doing they've fallen out of love with Mm -hmm. it or you know they just kind of let it go and there's a multitude of reasons that can cause it to burnout being Mm -hmm. one of them but it could just be you know loss of interest it could be like um something you know like something happens major life event that happens that discourages you from it or pulls you away from it and losing that that passion that calling in life that vocation is you know, it is like a first death. Like it's, it's really, uh, it takes a toll on a human. I mean, this is, this is coming from too, from an occupational therapist where I look at occupation and like what you enjoy and what you do in life. Like yeah. that is what really pulls you through. And that's what brings meaning to life. And that what, that's what makes you want to like, it's like you're giving back and contributing to society mm-hmm. in a way. And when you lose that, um, 
it's so essential for humans. Like it's something that it's a spiritual part of you where you feel like through whatever it is that you do, your Mm -hmm. career or your hobbies or your interests or whatever, however you express Mm -hmm. yourself and put yourself into that, like to lose it is really like a first death. And so I totally agree that this doesn't just go for BTS. This is for everyone. Like I think everyone has experienced either a burnout or a loss of interest or something because of XYZ. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody wants to do something that they love and provide for their family bottom line, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and just be able to do some things that they love. And, you know, it does suck when we're, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. we're going through, it's just those things that we love. They don't even touch us anymore, you know? Um, so yeah, getting into the chorus, they say, well, Taeyang says ocean with all light silence shut. Um, and then they sing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, you can, I saw people relating the idea of the ocean to BTS's hidden track on Love Yourself, Her, which is called C. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we were kind of thinking more so like, uh, the ocean of lights at a concert. And you could think about either them turning off at the end of a concert and the concert being over. So all of the hype and the passion and like what you're in it for once it's over, you know, Mm -hmm. it's over. And, or so you could think about it just at the end of a concert or, you know, if all of the lights disappear, if you lose your fans or if you lose your platform for whatever reason, or, you know, like Mm -hmm. you just don't get the opportunity to do it anymore. So it's not there. Yeah. Or, or even like you feel this moment of like of passion during the concert where like seeing all the lights, but maybe it's them reflecting on when those lights go out or when they're silent mm-hmm. shut, like the emotions and the feelings that they have outside of like being with yeah. army. Yeah. And the next line of the chorus is my wandering feet held in a rut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to me, this is just like they're they're stuck or like you know someone who wants to be able like especially for an artist wanting to express themselves or be it's kind of like writer's block or whatever just being in a rut Mm -hmm. and not being able to your wandering feet to it's just inhibiting Mm -hmm. you to to do what you want Mm -hmm. or what you're meant to do this rut it's like the idea of you know like wandering like they're going everywhere right like literally and mm-hmm. figuratively, they're going places, but mm-hmm. they're they're still stuck. There's something that's still, you know, holding them mm-hmm. back or, you know, keeping them in place. Mm-hmm. Or their passions in a red. Yeah. You know? Like that, you know, they're they have that there, they're wandering feet, they always have them, they always have that passion, but they're just not able to do anything with mm-hmm. it at this point. Yeah. They're in a rut. Yeah. And burnout. Fuck. Yeah. Then they go on to say every noise and sound's been cut, which again to me kind of refers back to the idea of the ocean with all the light, silence shut line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they go in to say, killing me now, killing me now. Do you hear me? Yeah. They see they say killing me now. Like they're just dying. They're slowly it's like, the first death idea again. It's the first again. death, yes. Mm-hmm. And that shout, that desperate shout where they sing, do you hear me? Do you yeah. hear me? Yeah. Yeah, it is, it's a call. Like, they're asking for help almost. Like, do mm-hmm. you hear me? I'm, like, killing me now. Mm-hmm. It's killing me. Yeah, and Damn. then they go into saying sinking slowly, like in a trance. And I think, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's one of those 
I, I can imagine them like being in shock, you know, and how you, you might just like kind of freeze or you might sink down to the ground or into a chair mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like after that first death, how shocked, like it's almost like the what do I do now moment, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then they go on to say struggle, but it's all ocean floor, na, na, na. Every wow. moment becomes eternity. Uh, ocean into is, the ocean. Yeah, ocean yeah. is being brought back up again, but like it's a struggle. It's every moment becomes eternity that they just almost don't see the the light at the end of the tunnel at this point. They're like, yeah. this is this is what it is, and I can't foresee anything else, and that this is just how it is, and. It's so, oh man, like everyone talks about how this song is such a bop. Like you really can dance to it and move to it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like you're feeling it. (laughs) But when you look at the lyrics, it is sad. It's really so sad. I think like that's just why we love it so much because it is so meaningful and it's so raw and they're being Mm -hmm. so vulnerable. But like at the same time, like we are really hyper analyzing it. Like even just (laughs) with everything, like everything, but like even even if you go less into it, it can just be a meaningful song for you personally. And anyone Mm -hmm. can relate it to something that they've gone through in their life, which is why Mm -hmm. we love their music because it is like, therapy like you reflect about shit that you've gone through or that you're Mm -hmm. going through and it kind of helps you think about you know how to get past it and I think that's like what it is for them too to make music like this I keep thinking about as we talk about these lyrics the nine months that they had between persona and this album yeah and the hiatus and the beginning of 2018 and the news that we got at that time, you know, and I just think about that they were going through all of this and they, you know, went through it and they came out on the other side and they had time off and they had time to be themselves. And maybe that was all part of the process of creating this album too, like so that they would have time to reflect and they would know what how they wanted to talk about this you know no yeah you're completely right like the amount that they've had to have gone through at this point the emotional expenditure that they've had to have gone through and for them to just be so open with us and to share all of their their true feelings with us it's like a that's how that's their power of their music is creating this this environment where we can Mm -hmm. relate to them in in a way yeah okay so Next, they say, film it now, film it now. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Yeah. And this like just makes us think of all of the cameras on them all of the time. And there's been a lot of talk on social media, you know, pointing at the media, pointing at paparazzi, pointing at Sassings, pointing at ARMY and people kind of like bickering back and forth. There's a lot of strong opinions about army's participation in the filming process Mm -hmm. you know and i think like i don't know it just goes either way the way that they shout it film it now film it now like okay like it's just this do you really need to be filming right now but whatever fuck it like i don't care like just film it now film it now like why do you need to be filming every little thing that I do? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that life. But at the same time, okay, I guess, you know, film yeah. it, capture it, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, 
I understand it on both, at least from Army's perspective. Like, some people are like, well, I want to, you know, I'm there. I spent money on it. Like, if it's like a concert, you know, or a performance, like, I want to. It's a part of the fandom. It's a part of the fandom. Like, it's something that they knew that would potentially come of what they've done. Yeah. I want to share the content. I want to remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very dehumanizing, though, Mm -hmm. in the long run, when you really think about it. Yeah, because it's not people looking at you. It's the back of phones looking at you and yeah the even people standing there are looking through their screen at you not even looking at you like yeah i mean that concept to me is just it sucks it's more like people are seeing the product of you versus you as your as, as a person that's why it's yeah that's why it's dehumanizing which is yeah. why like oh my god that just made me think of shadow with yungi just standing in the crowd oh yeah Fuck. yeah there's a theme here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so after that, we have the bridge of the whole do your thing, and then we get into J-Hope's verse, and he starts off by saying, deeper, yeah, I think I'm going deeper. He ends up going on to say, I'll go in myself in the deepest depths I saw myself. Mm -hmm. So as he's going deeper, as he's like falling more and more into fame, um, he's almost like kind of what Yungi is saying during shadow, like losing himself or disconnecting from himself. Um, but even with this disconnection, when he's in the deepest depths, he sees himself mm-hmm. like at his lowest moment mm-hmm. at this point in time where they're like doubting everything. Mm-hmm. It's like they've disconnected from themselves, but at this lowest moment, they're like finding themselves again mm-hmm. to an extent. I kind of think about this as like he's going deeper into himself also like deeper into the exploration of himself this is the map of the soul and when I hear him in this Mm -hmm. verse it sounds more light-hearted I'm not gonna say it's like super light-hearted but he sounds like oh I don't he (laughs) sounds I mean okay sorry that's not the right word but he maybe sounds like a little brighter than like I don't I would say maybe optimistic. Like it's almost an optimistic tone a little bit. Um, like I it's- think it is. Like, yeah, when I think of my lowest moments and I think a lot of us, when we are in our lowest moments, we find out the most about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're trying to express. Like they're experiencing this like possible first death, this loss of passion, like losing everything that they have dreamt about, that they're finally there and here they are finding themselves at the lowest. Mm -hmm. And it's in these moments where we truly find ourselves where it's like, holy shit, I'm in my deepest depths, but I now see who Mm -hmm. I am. And I really am starting to understand myself more. That's when you have to, that's when you really are able to face yourself and figure the fuck out. That is how I see Hobie's verse. And I fucking love Hobie's verse. And this transition into Yoongi, fuck yeah. So Yoongi says, slowly I open my eyes. I'm in my workroom. It's my studio. The waves go darkly by a throw, but I'll never get dragged away again. Inside, I saw myself, myself. And so, I mean, I feel like there are two verses, like one is an extension of the other. It just continues the concept hand in hand, literally just like like the the choreography. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's again, it's, it's getting, just digging in, digging into it, right? Going right the fuck through it. And in that moment, seeing yourself and Mm -hmm. understanding yourself truly. Yeah. Did, so see you guys, you, okay, I'm sorry, but like, yeah. 
we were just so like negative and like, oh my God, BTS, it's so awful and terrible. Like what they've gone through. We're getting to the end of the song and now here. We're like, like, this is BTS. Yeah. This is what they do. Yeah. Yes. Like it's that there's the first half that is really shitty and really sad, but there's the second half where you see this, this glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. That really what is what they do. Oh God. And, and that's this, this last is, part right here. Yeah. So we get into the the pre-chorus and we hear them saying heartbeat racing in my ears. Bump, bump, bump. Mm -hmm. Like it's like they there's this like they're running or that they're so um, what's the word I'm looking for? Energized or or whatnot. Yeah, adrenaline rushing. Adrenaline, thank you. That they can hear their heart beating in their ears. Mm -hmm. And then they sing eyes wide open into my forest, which I just, God, I love that they say my forest because there's so much. A forest is full of life and like it's Mm -hmm. so deep and there's so much diversity and so much going on and I just love that it's like their eyes are open to all of the possibilities of of their life almost and then I love this nothing can devour me I shout out with veracity ah god so it's like this okay we've been experiencing this loss of passion this like confusion but in this moment of, of self-doubt, of losing passion, they're truly finding themselves and understanding themselves better to the point where it's like nothing can devour me. I, I now know I have like this resolution or like epiphany almost. I mean, they found like their strength and, you know, like they have they have found their confidence again. And like it's almost like by the end of this song, the passion is found again and the, mm-hmm. you know, the willpower to do what you want to do again. Nothing can devour me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerful. All these things that have, that have made this so discouraging, like screw all of that. I'm and, stronger like, it's than like all re- of it. Yeah, my passion is stronger than all of it. Mm -hmm. I continue to persevere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So then we get the chorus and the outro again, but that is really the lyrics for Black Swan. And wow, it's like, I I just love the, how well-written BTS songs are. The Mm -hmm. lyrics are without a doubt, um, very inspiring and thought-provoking. And it's just makes... It's so much fun to discuss it yeah. and to, to get into it and yeah. see what they're trying to tell us and what they're thinking and et cetera. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's go ahead and get into the production of Black Swan. So this is like the vibe, the feel of the song, but really just all the instrumental that you're hearing that just adds to the groove and the beat of the song that is so delightful to listen to. So the intro, bridge, and outro, which is the do your thing, do your thing part. Mm-hmm. There is this, and Kayla and I have gone way too in depth on what this <laughs> instrument is. <laughs> like we thought way too hard about it, and we still don't have answers for you all. But in short, it is a small string instrument that sounds like it it could be plucking, but also we hear like fingers sliding on the string. Mm-hmm. It could be a violin, which would very much suit the whole like instrumental. Um, of the uh, contemporary art film. Yeah. feel, yes. 
Um, but it could also be a tight stringed like guitar of some sort. Mm-hmm. At the press release that Big Hit did, they said it was a doleful lo-fi guitar sound. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think it's more guitar, but also it could be a violin, but what whatever it is, um, it's prominent and you really notice it and mm-hmm. it's and it's unique to the song that really strikes your ear like, ooh, what's that? That's mm-hmm. different. Yeah, for sure. And then just after uh, the first couple stanzas, a very nice trap beat comes in. And this is really like that, you know, the the foundation of the song. And yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is when you start moving, right? And uh, the vocals sound kind of echoey. There's almost an empty room effect on them. Very Mm -hmm. sexy. Yes, very sexy, very catchy, for sure. Uh, there's the slowness of the beat at the beginning and it's kind of melancholy. It's not exactly the upbeat trap music that you feel. It's like, Ooh, it's a little slower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's good. You're vibing to it. Yeah, for sure. Getting into the chorus, we have some bassline drums. We have this, the trap beat and we still have that stringed instrument going. It's actually playing instead of being like plucking. So like maybe there's two stringed instruments. The only reason why we say, why we say maybe violin at the beginning, because it sounds like a violin string being plucked. But then, yeah, again, hearing fingers slide on a string sounds like guitar. Mm-hmm. But in the chorus, we hear like instruments being played. Like it sounds like a, maybe a violin or some sort of orchestral instrument playing with like the bow. Um, mm-hmm. To me, like that violin sound connects the singer, single version of the song to the art film version of the song. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like a nod to that arrangement at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with that. And and for whatever reason, it, it sounds like Eastern Asian to me too. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just like the dang thing coming out. Like I almost kind of hear like a little bit of dang similarities because of that instrumental, but it's it's there and it pains us that we really don't know what the instrument is yeah (laughs) so something that like we really thought about and discussed was just how their voices are layered together during the single version of this song um it's really layered throughout the chorus we feel um we feel like you can hear every member at some point during the chorus we feel like they're all singing in unison mm-hmm. and at some times just the way that they produce this song they will pull certain members voices out a little bit more so you hear that and then that's the line that they sing at a live performance and then other times you know you hear somebody else more prominently mm-hmm. and they kind of fade in and fade out and the first you know week that we were listening to this song we really like just kept going back and forth on who sang what part who's and singing this, who's singing that. I really hear this person here and mm-hmm. this member there. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all kind of layered together. And we just thought that it was something unique to this song. Like they've sang in unison before, but they've never produced it in a way to kind of pull them out and fade them in and out of each other. So just mm-hmm. very, very cool. Um, I also wanted to just point out that it made me think of the cover art for the single it's a seven that's all layered together with differently styled sevens and that mm-hmm. just made me think of how all of their voices are blended blended together throughout the song 
Oh yeah. I think that's a really cool thing to notice um, together is that seven, the layered of the colors and then like the seven layered voices. Mm. Yeah. Very neat. Um, If you guys are interested in knowing more, even more about the production, we have other sources linked in our Google Doc. So if you're not a Patreon, uh, just patrons of $1 can have access to this doc where there's more sources of opinion um, on the production of the song. But now Mm -hmm. we're going to get briefly into the Black Swan art film. We're really not going to talk about it. If you guys want to know more or get into more discussion of the art film, please message us, tweet at us, email us, whatever, and we will do an episode on it for sure. But for today's episode, we just don't have time. And honestly, we want to talk about the lyrics and we want to talk about the choreo. Mm -hmm. So, um... (laughs) Just in brief, the art film was so beautifully done. It was performed and choreographed by MN Dance Company from Slovenia. Uh, the song rearrangement was done by Myung Su Shin. And NPR said that MN Dance Company interprets the song through lavish choreography shot in what appears to be bones of an old shopping mall. And at the beginning of the video, you see like the quote from Martha Graham, a dancer dies twice, once when they stop dancing, and this first death is more painful, which we've gotten into discussion on the lyrics, but it really brings forth a lot of what BTS is feeling. So uh, there's definitely more to learn about it. If you're a dollar patron, uh, you can definitely check out the doc and there's some more links into the choreography and specifically related to the art film if you're interested in what it all represents Mm because there's a lot to it yeah and guys it's a dollar a month you (laughs) won't even notice a dollar a month and then you get access to all of our episode notes all Mm -hmm. the time with all of these links so much more information yeah Yeah. look into it (laughs) look into it all right So let's go ahead and get into the choreography uh, for Black Swan. So Black Swan was performed on the Late Late Show with James Gordon on January 27th, 2020, which is why this episode is coming out late because... On our Tuesday night, we both had to stay up really late to watch Super the fucking late. late, late show. Um, go figure. Um, but it's, yeah, that's the reason this episode is out late. But we had to talk about this choreography, and I'm so glad we waited. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just start with some general choreography remarks. We have to mention that this choreography is different from others because... BTS perform this choreography barefoot. They don't have any <sighs> shoes on. I was totally blown away. I saw this on Twitter before the actual performance, which I was like bummed about that I saw it, but like you can't help but to notice that they're barefoot. And because they're barefoot, uh, you really get to see the intricate footwork that takes place, especially during the do your thing, like uh, whatever you want to call it, bridge, intro, outro. Mm-hmm. Um, also important to note that in this performance, they're all in simple black outfits. There's uh, pants and long sleeves. There's silk elements, sheer elements, thin fabric, flowy modern jackets. Um, and they all, of course, look fucking incredible. They look stunning. Yeah. And another thing to note about this choreography and with the art film and everything, it kind of makes sense. But this dance style that they're doing is very contemporary and that is quite different from their other stuff. They've done somewhat contemporary dance movements, 
But this, these moments that they do for this choreography is a lot more expressive. They have these wide stances. They're barefoot, which is also a very contemporary uh, dance style with having just being barefoot. And then there's also these like puppeteering movements that they do at the beginning and the end, which really is reminiscent of fake love. We have to just mention that. I think a lot of you are thinking that as well, but mm-hmm. really honing in on the whole like this choreography is very very contemporary yeah yeah and I just think very them like we talked earlier about how the sound of the song is very much like a BTS sound but Mm -hmm. this choreography this dance style is very much a bts style like it's new in that it's new music and it's a new concept new topic but like it feels like them Mm -hmm. so it just i I really i think i really love it for that Mm -hmm. um in this performance of course they all sound incredible yeah (laughs) um they're to me their live vocals are in this performance are some of the best live vocals that we've ever seen from them on a television Mm -hmm. program and i just want to like thank the james corden show for like obviously spending a lot of time on like Mm -hmm. microphone and sound checks and making sure that their sound would come through well um because we could hear all of their voices Mm -hmm. so well it wasn't overpowered by the instrumental all of their voices sounded very fresh and forward and it was just like in um, it was amazing. well done it was so, so well, well done. done um also just to touch on the stage that they performed on the vibe if you would is really like they were dancing by the light of the moon on a pond in a wooded area at the bottom of a waterfall yeah stunning gorgeous beautiful yeah. setting but beautiful. yes quite literally dancing on water of this pond mm-hmm. at the bottom of a waterfall in a wooded area. That's the mm-hmm. best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. With amazing like blue lighting. Oh mm-hmm. God. Yes. Yes. So how we're going to kind of talk about this here on out is truthfully, when we went to do this research, we couldn't help but to do old fashioned standing BTS podcast style of giving exact timestamps in the yeah. video. Like we couldn't, we couldn't construct it in any other way. We're going to start from the beginning to the end, just shouting out these moments by timestamps. You can yeah. pull up the video and go to these timestamps if you want to listen along and look along with it, or you could just ignore the timestamps, but really you, you'll probably know when we give the timestamp what, what we're talking about because these these were moments that just like you have to talk about. It was mm-hmm. like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, so at the very beginning of the choreography where we hear that guitar, violin, stringed instrumental, uh, to me it's almost kind of like a chime effect, like doon, doon, doon 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 whatever uh you see kind of like the silhouettes of the members you don't really see their faces all that much but they have their arms up in the air and they flick their wrists or they twitch their wrists with the pluck of the string and it's just kind of this wave effect along the members from starting Mm -hmm. from in going out and it's gorgeous how it's done yeah so after that, we get in straight to the do your thing at 27 seconds. We get a super amazing, gorgeous shot zoom in on Jungkook's face. And he has his own little sh- like section here where he is controlling the choreography. He is cent- He's like center. He's doing these beautiful, like, like not beautiful, powerful claps to, to the song. Fuck yeah. And... 
it gets to a point where he gets into this squatted position, this wide squatted position in body rolls and like really rolls his shoulders. And with the the roll of his shoulders, he controls the members around him mm-hmm. with this like squatted body roll. Oh, it's fuck. like shit. And to <laughs> top it all off as if that wasn't enough, we have this sheer turtleneck shirt that Jungkook is Mm-mm. wearing and it is see-through like who who did that who thought that that was necessary <laughs> you can see both his pecs just like coming through it's like it's <laughs> a lot to take in this like yeah. beginning start to the to the choreography yeah since when is it okay for him to just come out like a whole ass man like that? Like, do you remember like when fake love happened and I was just perpetually wrecked by Jungkook for like a month? Yeah. Like it's going to fucking happen again it's all because all over. I'm just forever wrecked by what is going on with him in this performance. Yes. <sighs> Okay, so at <laughs> 38.87 seconds, Yoongi, we have to talk about Yoongi. Of course. Jungkook moves to the side and he goes off to the side and he does kind of his own little dance and we don't really see it because the camera is all on Min fucking Yoongi. Their timing oh. for this is so perfect. Like the there's just so much impact when Jungkook jumps out of the screen and there's fucking Yoongi. Like, yeah. Aw. Uh, so like one, his hair is like pushed forward and one of his eyes is just barely but completely covered by his blonde hair mm-hmm. and his other with his other eye he's just fucking glaring at us yeah, like he's just uh, staring down the camera it's that such a scene emo hairstyle like fuck mm-hmm. and he's blonde damn it he's fucking blonde <laughs> honey blonde yungi right now in contrast he, to this blue dark setting yeah so he really stands out and then mm-hmm. he he in the choreography he grabs his chest like the left side of his chest with his right hand and this part's honestly so sexy and it makes me mm-hmm. think of how yungi's chest has been talked about heavily lately just because Mm -hmm. people are like damn he's working out like look at those pecs and okay (laughs) this might be like counterintuitive but i this i'm now placing a formal request for bts to stop working out so much (laughs) because they're getting way too hot all of them it's overwhelming it is overwhelming every single time that they Every fucking time they step out in public, they look better than the last time. Yeah. Like it is, I, I'm too, I'm too, I, I cannot handle it. I yeah. cannot handle it anymore. Yeah. We're going to have to start unstanding because it's just not good for our health. <laughs> you literally just said that you cannot bias Young anymore because it's not good for your health. I really did. Like I, <laughs> yeah, when the gravies happened, I was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> it's been Done. fun. Okay, um, but what I love about this part, this first verse that we get with Yoongi is Jungkook is there with his supporting vocals and he's doing a little bit of choreo as Yoongi does his part and you see that kind of puppeteering um, choreography that really is reminiscent of fake love again. Mm Mm-hmm. So at 54 seconds, Namjoon begins his verse and, oh my God, he just has the full fucking forehead out, um, hair pushed back, looking incredible. And he beats his chest with his fist. And at the same time, he's doing 
100% eye contact. The glare does not falter at Mm -mm, all. And I mean, there's just so much passion behind these movements and Mm -hmm. so much feeling behind what he's saying. He throws his hands down and he kind of walks towards the camera. And then right at 59 seconds, he does this throat cutting movement with his thumb. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, kill me, you know, like I'm dying my first death. And fuck, when he does that, though, he has this glare on. I I mean, I, I know. I don't think he's saying kill me. Yeah. No, he's he's not saying saying kill me. me. He's that's when he's talking about like his first death in, in his yeah but so i know the complexity (laughs) and the depth of the lyrics at that time but all i can think is like how fucking hot it is when he does this movement so hot and he knows it too oh yeah we're all dying our first deaths (laughs) (laughs) like our 800th because of (laughs) bts Uh, okay (laughs) so uh one minute, five seconds, Young comes into front center and like we've got Jimin and Namjoon on the side of him and there's this really wonderful body roll and Young is like looking down and then glances up and kind of like tilt his head up and all I have to say is this boy is not shy like when we watched it together I'm like he's not shy stop it stop lying Um, I'm a little shy (laughs) um but the look the look he gives us like it's just when he looks up he quirks his brow and then smirks at all of us and this is just Mm. like we're like He's quirking and smirking. The quirks quirks and smirks. And And with that, wrecks us all. Yes. Yeah. Not fucking shy. Okay. So (laughs) shortly after, at one minute and 14 and a half seconds, okay, you have to be there before 15 seconds because you have to see it begin. But Jimin (laughs) is in the center and he whips his head up, creating an incredible hair flip full forehead exposure Mm -hmm. you know you guys remember the beginning of blood sweat and tears when he does that Mm -hmm. this is like that only like a hundred times better like that amazing perfect Mm -hmm. like model-esque chiseled face that he has on that's just Mm -hmm. like so sexy when he turns his head up is just oh my god it's so incredible and uh i just I don't know. It's it's too much. It's too sexy. It's too much. Okay. So at the chorus, um, they have this wide stance, which again goes along with that contemporary style that we feel like they have in this performance. Mm -hmm. Um, when they're all doing this dance move that at the chorus, they have like their wrists crossed um, above their heads with their palms facing out. And it's like high above their heads and they kind of move them down, mm-hmm. you know, side to side to the beat. And to me, I interpreted this dance move as if they're blocking out or shading. And then right in the next dance move, it seems like their wrists are almost locked together or attached as if they kind of don't have a choice on where they're going to move them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. handcuffed. Um, So just kind of interesting choreography to go along with, Mm -hmm. with, with that chorus that we've talked so much about. Yeah, and how they so suddenly move their hands too and like the very exaggerated movement to the song um it's so powerful the way that they they bring their hands and they move Mm -hmm. their bodies yeah so at one minute 25 seconds jimin does this 
so such gorgeous striking choreography that it's hard not to notice because it's so separate from everything else uh he does this like skating choreography where he looks like he's skating or gliding through the members side to side there's these three large lunging steps that he takes for this choreography yeah this moment also he has like this little tiny demonic slip okay Mm -hmm. he he couldn't control it he had to let it out this head tilt that he has going on is jarring and Mm -hmm. these lunging steps he moves so rapidly like it's not just his legs making these really large steps but he he gets his elbows into it and like his shoulders into it Mm -hmm. and for a second it's almost like he's charging at us like charging at the viewer he really is charging though because he's in the back of the he's at the back of the stage and comes front like all the way Mm -hmm. front to the camera he covers so much ground in such a short time so yes he is rapidly charging towards us through these like gorgeous skating lunging steps and like Mm -hmm. seeing the members like jump out with every lunge that he does really exaggerates the, the movement that he's doing yeah 100% also I have to add that when he slides over to the side after he does this movement his jacket like acts like it wants to come off of his shoulder so you get like a little peek of his shoulder and his armpit we're blessed iconic gym and shit yeah (laughs) so at 139 Jin comes front and center for the first of, I would like to say, many times because Jin is center a fair amount and it is long overdue. So he is in this all silk outfit. His shoulders are just like fully on display because of this shimmering silk. His hair is silky. His full forehead is exposed with just these few gorgeous, beautiful strands of hair falling over his forehead as well. Like he is breathtaking like mm-hmm. worldwide hands handsome total visual oh my god a visual king and his vocals is he's doing what he always does for us during a song which is just like just being so powerful and such like a amazing foundation and his i mean just wow robust in mm-hmm. his singing um and I love the dance move that he does where he kind of like grabs the back of his head and whips his hand forward to grab his belt. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just pretty hot. Yeah. It's a little like we hate to reference back to other dance moves, but it's a little blood, sweat and tears. Like that, Mm -hmm. that grab of the neck, pull at the belt. Yeah. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, so at two minutes and seven seconds we're getting into soaps verses and I could genuinely I swear talk about this for an hour in itself um (laughs) but I won't (laughs) so during Hosok's verse he gets some center time but he's not doing a whole lot of choreography he's really just Mm -hmm. kind of wrapping his verse um we've got the memories to the side of him he's he's just like wrapping towards the camera um but I really want to say for Hosok that he holds the choreography and is really the rock of the choreography throughout this entire performance. He doesn't have many like little solo shots, which is really kind of sad. But at any moment that you're looking at the choreography, he's pretty much in the front and he is like doing the choreography 110%. Like he is just really the rock and the core of the choreo. Yeah, I would totally Um, agree. Yeah, so this transition from Hosok to Yoongi's verse, you see 
Hobie go over to one side and Yoongi go to the other and J-Hope reaches out and grabs Yoongi's wrist. And with this movement, he kind of yanks at Yoongi's wrist and Yoongi pulls his wrist away and he twirls like he it's like so graceful how Yoongi twirls away like Mm -hmm. but it's like no you know like I feel like there's some storyline going on here like I'm like what is happening between these two and you see Mm -hmm. Hobie point his finger out towards Yoongi like two he's like pointing at Yoongi and just fuck okay so it's so graceful and once that once uh Hosok does that it goes into Yoongi's verse And the look that Yoongi gives J-Hope, like, there's there's just, like, this emotion behind Yoongi's facial expressions that I cannot describe. He Mm -hmm. almost looks like he's pained. It, it, like, I can't explain it. And you guys just have to go and watch it. I have watched it over and over and over and over because Yoongi just looks so visually stunning his rapping is so great even after all these like really complex facial expressions and emotion that he's depicting through like this choreo here as he's like rapping his verse he's doing this like slow walking motion uh like that kind of like the crouch walk but like contemporary choreo like it's contemporary style crouch walk yes Yes, that's that's 100% what it is. And there's a lot of passion and emotion with every step that Yoongi takes. And Mm -hmm. I cannot praise Yoongi enough for this Black Swan performance. His delivery is just incredible. And I feel like we are always so wrecked by him when Mm -hmm. he performs live because he's just so fucking stunning and enthralling and Mm -hmm. like just cannot take our eyes off of him during this performance at all Mm -mm. um right during this moment when Yoongi is rapping Hobie is still kind of on stage kind of you know dancing around him and at 214 slash 215 we get some amazing views of Hobie's body being outlined in the lighting Mm -hmm. he's not facing us he's facing Yoongi so you get like a a kind of a back booty side profile oh my god like he's just he looks so good like hot yeah hot slim but like fit and Mm -hmm. trim and just like proportions i mean wow like definitely go look (laughs) just for this moment Mm -hmm. okay so at two minutes and 22 seconds um we get a full-on namjoon and yoongi front and center body roll okay mm-hmm. all of bts are body rolling right now as singing is going on but like namjoon and yoongi front and center full display full display like oh god i mean and this body roll reminds us of the body roll in fake love like mm-hmm. so much but just i mean wow these two together is mm-hmm. way too much to handle there's too much peck action going on <laughs> with this body roll like they both are really puffing their chests it's, yes like mm-hmm. this is why i'm like yugi's chest is massive now and mm-hmm. namjoon is glaring at me and he has this haircut where he looks so fucking hot and like a little Meaty. smoky eye going on like i just can't i cannot handle it i can i'm like overwhelmed me either. Me either. yeah <laughs> So at 228, I just want to mention uh, Jungkook comes 
back to front and center and he does this like jump twirl into center and it's so contemporary and gorgeous but what really was striking to me choreography wise was all of the members around him fall to the ground and they stick one leg out straight out in front and they're kind of like I don't want to say like crab walking but you know that kind of position but they've got one leg out in front Mm -hmm. and they kind of like move forward and backward where it looks like they're sliding. Mm -hmm. I've just never seen any sort of BTS choreography like this before. And it was a really Mm -hmm. neat effect that it gave because it really does look like they're skating or gliding along water. And it's so graceful and like a swan kind of effect. And I really felt that this choreography contributed to that. Yeah, and it was like, it's like a repetitive motion that goes along with the repetitive lyrics in that moment. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a like a yeah, 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 or like a bum, 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 you know, like going on right back there. And so, forth. yeah. Right, so it's like that back and forth movement. It just mm-hmm. fits the, the moment very well. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Jen comes front and center again. That's at 2.32 or 2.35, like in between there. And what I just have to mention about this moment is that he really opens up his body and really looks like a dancer, like a straight up Mm -hmm. contemporary professional dancer, which he is. But he kicks (laughs) his leg up and out and we see like the bottom part of his bare foot. And it's just like... It's powerful, the whole, the the choreography and just seeing him up in front like this. It's like, yeah. wow, he is a dancer. He's a, he's mm. gotten to this point. And I just love how much front and center time that he's getting. Like, oh he God. He gets so much. I'm not, so I'll never much. complain. No. Um, right at 2.36, Jimin gets his own solo dance moment. Like he literally, again, he covers major ground on the stage. This time, instead of going from back to front, he's going from the right side of the stage to the left side of the stage, dancing in in a diagonal pattern, slightly like forward towards the camera. BTS is lined up behind him in a diagonal line, Mm -hmm. but he just kind of dances forward this whole song is like contemporary dance style. So this special little moment that Jimin gets is totally his dance style, like Mm -hmm. right up his alley. First of all, he looks incredible when he's doing it. The movements that he is doing are so expertly executed as Mm -hmm. he just kind of moves past the others. He's turning. He has a lot of wide stances, but a lot of very... Um, passionate and expressive arm movements Mm -hmm. Um, and at the same time while he's doing all of this movement his voice is like unwavering he sounds incredible Um, and then just during his last two like yeah yeah yeahs at the end he does this little movement where he like he has one leg straightened and it kind of does this half moon movement from the back to the front out to the side but that's not the leg that leads it the leg that leads the step is his right leg that's kind of like bent so he Mm -hmm. steps forward with the bent leg and then swings his left leg out in like this half circle pattern from back to front around the side and I don't know why just the way that he moves through this like this move doesn't look like it's an easy move to do and he Mm -mm. just makes it look effortlessly as he kind of floats forward it almost looks like he's propelled by the leg that does the half circle movement but that leg bears no weight you know so it's it's just impressive and skillful and everything that you're saying just to add on to it it really looks like that one leg um 
is driving and it looks like that is it's almost like he's walking with one leg at this point because of that other leg doing such gorgeous beautiful movements off to the side he's not bearing any weight through it he's literally hopping on Mm -hmm. one leg forward and it's so graceful and seamless Mm -hmm. yeah oh i just I love that he got his own little choreo bit here. It makes me think of when the art film was released and Bonton's reaction to it saying that Jimin could do something like this. It's like this contemporary style is very much Jimin's type of style more than Mm. the rest of the dance line. And so it was only fitting that Jimin got his own little solo dance moment for Black Swan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. Um, so at 2.53 to 2.55, we just have to talk about J-Hope again because he really doesn't get many moments, but Jin is actually center for this part of the song because Jin is like center for a whole lot of it, which is wonderful. But I couldn't help but to notice J-Hope on the side. He's in the front, but he's there in the side, totally holding the choreo. And he does this incredible body roll and does this hair flip and smirk. Like his body looks Damn. so sexy. His physique is just fully on display. He looks so incredible. And you can tell that he's feeling himself and that he is into this choreo. And oh, he's just, so into it. Guys, definitely go to 253, 255 in between that time because it is worth seeing J Hope. Yeah. Um, and then the in the ending bit of the choreography, their kind of final movement, they have their hands together and they bring them from behind their head, over the top of their head, and down in front of their head, like to their collarbone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of made me think of like them putting I was trying to think of the significance of like that dance move and it made me think of them putting on a hood you know bringing Mm -hmm. it up and over so kind of if it if it is supposed to be interpreted that way kind of referencing back to fake love and like previous things again of like putting that that hood on and you know all of the intricacies of that there are so many parallels with Mm -hmm. fake love and I think even with blood sweat and tears but yes I didn't notice that until you mentioned it, but it it is exactly what bringing a hood up over your head looks like. Mm-hmm. And they've done that a lot mm-hmm. with stage performances. So, yeah, yeah, except for now it's like figuratively, you know, I don't oh God. Yeah, they don't actually think, have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. Um, I think that like the reason why this reminds us of fake love and blood, sweat and tears so much is just because like we've said, it is their style, it is their mm-hmm. sound and it is like some like, a style from them that we love so much and that they mm-hmm. execute so well because when BTS is raw and vulnerable and passionate with us like it's when they produce such incredible art yeah the best yeah. music the best performances come from it yeah yeah i think that truly like this this performance is just like true contemporary performance art like the barefoot the passionate movements like bts really has ascended to another level of making art Mm -hmm. and i just i just can't i'm so excited for this album for the rest of this album to come out we get ego in three days fuck (laughs) that's what our next episode is you guys obviously yeah team no No sleep. sleep Well, right. honestly, I think that we should save our content of the week Grammys for next, next week. week because this has been we so much. <laughs> this is this is a this has been a really long episode, you guys, and uh, you know we uh, we covered a lot. So we'll talk about the Grammys next week. We will not forget about it, but we we will touch on it. 
when yeah. we have more time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you guys have liked this episode or any of our previous episodes, there's a few things that you iconics can let us know. Yes. <laughs> you can reach out to us on email. You can reach out to us on social DM to give us your feedback about this episode or to share your being an army story with us before February 6th. Um, and if you would like to tell people about this podcast, that would mean so much to us um, that just, you know, if you like it, then other people that you know who also like BTS, maybe they'll like it. So, you know, send them on over. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.